Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur. I'm very excited to have Amanda Ewing with me and uh, why I'm excited because I can spend hours and hours to talk about our mind, our lives, our purpose and how we can change and what we can do to change our thinking and our behaviors. I can talk hours with her and, and it's just so flow. That means I'm really excited that today we can have conversation about her life why she become lifestyle coach and also what she really enjoys and how she changed and i think this will be amazing conversation that means yes yeah, stay tuned in and let's welcome welcome amanda and uh let's ask her a few questions something in your life made you to change your career and and i would love you to tell us a little bit more about you before we will jump into some great cool stuff and topics <laughs> welcome <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex. And I felt similarly, we, we actually met for the first time in person and I just thought your energy was epic. And so it's a joy to be here today. <laughs> and, and it's an interesting question, like when I reflect and I look back on these branding photos that I had done just before, would be about six months ago now. And and sometimes I look at them and go, who is that person? <laughs> but that person evolved uh, into this, this inner knowing that I have this purpose in life to help people in the way that I do. And it came about from losing my mum nine years ago. And she died really suddenly. Oh, sorry to get that. Yeah, and it's interesting because you are nine years, wow, but, it all, you know, it still can feel like yesterday at times and you still go to pick up the phone and she's not there anymore. And what I found really interesting was what evolved from me questioning why she died because she was 69, outwardly healthy, took no medication and was still working and died of a stroke. All of a sudden... We were in Karajini National Park, which is a remote place in northwestern Australia. And yeah. the only way anyone could contact you was through the ranger's office. And the ranger had to come and tell me that my family had been trying to contact me about my mum. And so there I am in the middle of nowhere. Wow. And there's a story behind that. In fact, I gave a speech on it yesterday, one of my first speeches in public. And so it's quite really <laughs> present in my mind. And in the end, that evolved and, you know, her funeral happened. And then I started reflecting on why did that happen? And it occurred to me that she was living a life for everybody else and doing everything for everyone else. And I don't, and, and while that brought her joy, I don't really think that she did anything for herself much. And I reflected on my life when yeah. I was driving to a board meeting, doing a million things, I was a wife and a mum and yeah, mountain bike coaching and racing and volunteering for all these things while running a podiatry practice, which is my 32 year career and yeah. until a month ago. And I thought, this is me. I'm becoming my mum. I like I'm doing what she's doing. And so, uh, and I always had this inner knowing that I loved helping people with changing habits and with how they 
operated their life or what they wanted in life. I wanted to dive into that a bit more. So I kind of evolved my own and then thought, this is where I want to be. That's amazing. And I love your story because I think sometimes we, we forget to reflect or see what is really happening in our life. And it can be in business. It can be in your career. It can be anywhere in family. And I so agree. We sometimes do too much and we always say yes, but we never say yes to ourselves. And, and I think that's, this will be probably a topic that touches everyone. I, I know so many successful people and female and male, and, and they're all just really working hard. And you can see how that is actually reflecting on their health and how tired they look, even though they don't notice that. And I think that's that's the topic. Maybe just uh, that later on we can we can discover a little bit, because I think it's important to learn how to actually say no and how that can give you space for for more opportunities, I guess. <laughs> but back to to you, like or tell us some something about what you do right now, then, because uh, that that story brought you into maybe help yourself first and after others, or how that evolved. Absolutely. So when I reflected and thought, oh, I really am not enjoying it. I don't, I said yes to this role because I thought that's what I needed to do to be successful and happy was yeah. to say yes to everything and do all these things. But I never really asked. I never slowed down enough to know if that's what I really wanted within me. I just thought, oh, I better do this because, you know, that's what mum did. And she had 400 people at her funeral. And, you know, I'm not thinking this consciously but subconsciously there must have been a level of that and and so I started going I want to help coach people and started there's a story to how that evolved but now I help high achievers bounce out of bed in the morning so they can shift from feeling meh to magnificent and looking at how they want their lives to look and what what does that even look like? Because often we're so busy in this rat race and we just are saying yes to everything. And that's what I had to do. I took a year off volunteering and that was really hard. It took every ounce of courage to say no when people asked me to do things because it's exciting and I'm adventurous and I'm curious and all of the things. But I just had to stop and reflect on why was I so busy? What was I doing? And in that year, I learned so much about myself. Oh, that's, that's such a, oh, that's big. First of all, congratulations, because I think that's, that's so helpful in, in the life journey or on our life journey to, to really pause. And, and I think there's also a little bit of, everyone told us, I don't know if you remember, but, but old school saying, everybody was saying, say yes to all opportunities, say yes, because you know, that's how you will become successful. And I think that's, uh, that's something that stick in my mind for, I think it was from my grandparents, from my parents. It was kind of always like, say yes, you know, everything that is coming is important and, and it's your destiny. And when someone asks, somebody asks you for help, of course, you know, because that's your destiny. And I was thinking like, that's probably too much. And, and I'm actually saying, I'm at the stage that I say no to a few things, for a few clients and actually a few People asked me to help in, in other, other um, I guess, groups that I was, uh, I, I, can, I, I can volunteer. And I actually felt so good about that. Like, I felt so good to say no. And I'm slowly 
taking away from my life what I don't want to have in my life and what is like less important in my life. And it, it just, it's really, it's like a decluttering. It's like you, you just really more away something that you don't want. And it's, it feels so good because after that you breathe and, oh, you feel so free. And I think that's, that's probably when you mentioned, you know, like you started to actually reflect and you took one year off. Like that's, volunteering can be hard. And I think because there's not enough volunteers in general, then, then you can actually end up with a lot of work. I was volunteering honestly full-time full-time work for a year and a half and people didn't realize that actually I was volunteering full-time and it was I I I didn't even know how that happened it was just really just happening that means it can it can drag us somewhere where we don't want I believe and uh, I will probably ask you from perspective of like now you're on the journey on the journey of probably self-discovery or you you probably already started because you evolved and and you are different and you know how to say no but what what about people they they, they're not sure who to say what to say when to say no how to say no or how to realize what is their life about where to start if you can tell us a little bit more about that so yes that's a really interesting point because we can, I can share some of the great ways to say no, but it's not until we work out how are we feeling, making a bit of space, which is sometimes scary because then we actually have to feel, which can be scary too. Uh, I think a lot of the time when we're crazy busy, and I call it crazy busy as opposed to calm busy, yes. I now like to say I have a calm busy life, and <laughs> it's not crazy busy. So. <laughs> It, it's it's working out how you want to feel. So that's where I like to start is what are your, getting back to the basics, what are your values and how do you want to feel? Yeah. And once you can sort of get aligned with your body and I'm, um, you can't see me, but I, Alex can see me um, just from my head down to my body, it, you know, you might head, heart and um, soul or whatever you like to refer to, but it yeah. all needs to be in alignment. And I always say, how do you want to feel when you put your head on the pillow at night? And then if someone asks you to do something, is that going to make you feel good when you put your head on the pillow at night? If you've said yes to that and gone there and done it, or are you going to be like, oh, far out. I can't believe I said yes to that. (laughs) And this is, wow, this is reflection. That's a reflection for me as well, because I wasn't like, I know busyness, the busyness or that crazy, busy, being crazy, busy is kind of avoidance of our own life. I believe we are kind of running away from maybe fear, maybe understanding who we are. Maybe we don't know. We don't want to know. It's, it's a lot of different things that are happening in, in ourselves. But, but also I exactly know when I feel ah, why I did say yes. And and but the thing is that you say yes, and after that it's too late to sometimes say no. And I think I don't know, like I'm still learning. Like I know I love to help people, same as you. Like we are in that space, I believe, because we like to help people, and it will be probably always like that. But there is, I believe, I don't know what, what I found out on this kind of self-discovery journey. I don't know, you could probably tell me about your opinion. I I said no, but I realized I said no when 
I know that I'm not going to be the 100 person to help. That is that that was my ability to say no when I knew that I don't have 100 percent capacity. Or maybe if it's client asking me for business coaching, and I will say, oh, "Wow, I don't have any space anymore." And I can take you know another client, and I can probably fit it in, but it's not going to be 100 percent of the work. And I realized that I'm very I'm starting to be more aware of my time and how much time actually each client requires, for example, and my family or myself or my dog, you know, everything else in, in life. And I think that's probably something that helped me to understand what actually I can do. Because in business as well, delegating, I guess, is another, another part that is really hard to let go or let go of. And, uh, and that was the, the time and quality of the time or quality of the service. Did you have any experience with that? Like, like when you say, of course you said, oh, you know, I said yes, oh, why? <laughs> but, but was that already like, like, okay, this is awakening, this is reflection. Why actually I say yes and, and why I say no? And what is the quality of the work or time I can actually give that other person? Yes. So I just want to share a visual that I used and it was when someone asks you to do something, whether it's your business or uh, a friend or someone's family, someone's asking you for yeah. your time, is just picturing what you want to say, what you actually, what is your mind thinking? And it's almost like it's a cartoon. So you're there on the phone or reading a text message or an email and you've got this big thought bubble going no 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 and out of your mouth comes yes and <laughs> and then when the conversation finishes you go like you've just said that why did I say yes and so it's just actually pausing and knowing that you don't if you're in that moment you're like I don't really want to say you, you can take time you don't have to give people an answer straight away yeah. and one of my favorite sayings is saying no helps other people grow so I love that when I, I took it, it so when I took yeah, it's so good yeah. isn't it saying no yeah. helps other people grow so when I say no to being on a board or um, volunteering for something I'm going to give someone else the opportunity to step up that's such a great way of thinking about that don't put everything on yourself I think that same with delegating when you you just remind me you know when you have this crazy busy business owner and that was me before <laughs> And it's like somebody's coming to help you and you hire, I don't know, a social media person, you hire assistant and you have these people coming in, but you're just not 100% happy and you, you just basically say, you know what, I will do it myself, but you can't do it yourself forever. And I realized I probably didn't give them space before to actually show me the way and maybe find a way how to collaborate or work with people and help them to grow because they can grow through working with you. That means it doesn't need to be then that they just has, have to deliver. It, it's, it, that's massive. What you said, I really love. I think that's that's really, really great point. A really, really great way of seeing things or to say, no, it's, that's great. I'll remember that. <laughs> I'm so happy I need, to, I need to go back and listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always learn from my uh, podcast guests as well. It's awesome. I was just yeah. listening this morning to a photographer uh, talking about, how women generally don't like having their photo taken and or humans probably and how we need to do more of it because that's great memories but yeah. and that's a whole nother story so yeah the saying no is it's uncomfortable 
because we've been brought up generally by society to not upset people and not but when did that their needs come before our needs that's what I started to learn and it's been a work in progress my gosh it never ends but um you get more comfortable and you realize that by saying no to something that isn't aligned with your values or or really what you want to be doing that you make room for stillness for a start which is amazing and awesome and necessary but you make room for the things that you do align with to come your way because if you're filling it with everything else and saying yes to everything no matter what it creates no things it's like a smorgasbord if you go to a buffet which the older we get the more we don't like kids love them they pile everything on but it's almost like you can't fit anything more off on without and that's the same when you said I say no because I don't have time it's not just physical time it's energetic time yeah and I think that's yeah sorry go because yeah you're going to allude to the same thing I'm sure it requires emotional energy everything we do yeah I agree absolutely and I think it's it's very nice to actually pause today and reflect anyone who is listening I will probably suggest what just Amanda said a really really pause and reflect what is important to you and uh and what for you will you you would like to create that space because I think when we wish for something or like I, I had that in my in my career or with my clients I wished to have different clients and I wish to do a little bit different work but I was still saying yes to clients that were coming from other other part of the work totally different but still was the was business but I didn't realize that I need to stop that and after that I will allow the other side to come in and it's so that's so refreshing to to see actually how your decision maybe it's also decision that's another thing like your decision actually creates that space but from from perspective of, uh, I know you do a lot of stillness, spirituality, and uh, and probably mindfulness and meditation, but I would probably ask for, me personally, I would like some advice or some, some help. That means I will ask you, what do you will suggest to crazy busy person? Like crazy busy, right? I'm crazy busy, but I love it. But I don't want to be crazy busy. <laughs> I honestly, I love it, but I just really want to pause and Sometimes when I pause, even before our, our discussion, I was like, okay, let's let's sit and pause. My brain doesn't want to stop. That means I try to pause, my body is sitting and trying to meditate and my brain is going crazy. <laughs> and I know I love my work, I love, I love everything around, I love to be busy, but I really, really need to pause. I know that I like it's going to be probably from perspective of health, you know, and and, and being well rested as well because if my brain doesn't stop i can't sleep <laughs> that means what do you will suggest a crazy busy person where to start how to even start how to even discover that that stillness or how to do a little bit of exercise or anything that you can probably help us with or how that is even happening that we are this crazy busy <laughs> whatever way wherever you need to start <laughs> but you know what i what i need <laughs> Yeah, I think the first thing is to stop and think, yeah, why? Why am I so crazy busy? And is this a good exhausted feeling or a, I just want to take a week off? If you're hanging out for the weekends or you're hanging out for having a break in the next holidays, even if you're doing work that you love, then that's a sign that something needs to shift. And yeah. 
that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Got it. Awesome. <laughs> and then you can't just stop and start meditating for 10 minutes or even five yeah. minutes. And I'm speaking from personal experience because when I had my very first life coach, I just said, I remember saying to her, I'm ready to start meditating. And she said, Amanda, when you get back from walking your kids, they were only little toddlers at the time in the morning, because you're always, you know, out walking early. I want you to come back and I want you to let them play in the garden and then sit for 30 seconds without doing something. So that was where I started. Yeah. And then it went to one minute, just looking at the trees. And, and probably I would suggest one of the, the best things is, and to schedule it in, but to habit stack it. So you're not going to remember to do it unless after I've had breakfast, the kids are at school or no kids or whatever, is I am going to just look at the trees and see how many different green colours I can see for one minute. I'm going to put a timer on my phone. Yeah. And that's so- it. Sounds like different life, life to me. It's like that's uh, how. But if that seems too yeah. hard, and the other thing is getting comfortable being uncomfortable, which you're good at doing because you trained for an ultra marathon, which is extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure your listeners know about that experience if you've shared that. But um, that was uncomfortable. So. If sitting in stillness even for a minute feels uncomfortable, find some ways to add play into your everyday and actually scheduling that in as well and making that a habit. So when I talk about habit stacking, that is finding something you do regularly, cleaning your teeth, having breakfast uh, before bed at night, maybe not too much play before bed at night, Um, depends on the type of play, but scheduling in play into every day even if it's picking up a lemon and sniffing it that's my favorite scratch and sniff a lemon is just the biggest way the the quickest way to bring a smile to your face and let your brain just I like that chill okay so you're using all five senses basically we are a little bit changing our state with uh, using what smell something and uh that will help you maybe to to go to this different place right yes that's a great idea Absolutely. I think okay, yeah, I can definitely do that. I, I, I will sniff something. I actually, it was funny because I just bought uh, after a long time because I didn't like um, apples. I couldn't find like a really, really great tasting apples and I didn't buy them for a long time and because always when I bought them, they just get worse. <laughs> and, and now I found these, you know, they just taste so beautiful. And now when I, when I sniff them and when I eat them, it actually reminds me childhood. And it's true, like sometimes you just need that piece of something that will take you through your senses to actually different place. Okay, sniffing the, the lemon. Okay, I will, I will try that. <laughs> it's, it, it's the simplest thing. And yeah, it, it just always makes me smile. And I was with a 10-year-old yesterday and I was talking about the speech I did and I used that analogy and I, I had a lemon online, so I had a lemon in my hand. And she said, what, what, why do you do that? Like, what, what do you, why, how does scratching and sniffing a lemon make you feel good? And so I was like, well, it just does. I don't know. <laughs> but it is about engaging the senses. And yeah. another, another trick is to just think about when you close your eyes, think about, you don't have to close your eyes. When was the last time I felt pure joy? 
pure joy, freedom where I was in, for me, it was at the movies the other night. I went to this awesome movie and I just got lost in the moment, totally lost in the moment. You know, when you come back into the room and you weren't, you're not sure where you were, where you are, because you just went, oh, where did I go? I didn't wow. know who I was sitting next to. Like it was just, that's the sign of a good movie for me. It's yeah. called The Brigade, if anyone's curious. And what is that? What is, what is the movie? The Brigade. Okay. It's a French movie. And, uh, but there's also times uh, I can just, if I'm visualizing, I would go back to a time when I was with some colleagues and I was on a mastermind retreat on yeah. the Gold Coast and I was in the ocean. And I just go, my mind is so clever. It just goes straight back to that memory when all my senses were engaged and I just felt pure freedom. I'd recently separated from a 28-year marriage. And, you know, that wasn't a moment where I would have thought I was joyous because it was so hard. But that in that moment, so it might, for some people, it's when they were kids. Like, can you think of the, when there was the last time that you felt pure joy? Yeah, I love to... I love to, there's a little bit like anchoring for me. Like I, I try to actually bring the, that's probably another part. Yes, like bring that stillness from a, from perspective of when in the past you really felt so great and peaceful and happy. And it is actually really good to, to bring the memories. And I have one actually in Greece. I remember I was laying down on the beach and I, it was just this small, tiny uh, white and brown stones. And they were, they were just so beautiful. They were just like so nice all around the beach. I never saw a beach like that. And I was laying actually on the stones because it was different. I was like, I will try it. And I remember the feeling. And when I lay down, I was actually hearing the water uh, going through all those stones at a beach. And it was just such a beautiful sound. And, and I had best job. I, I had so much freedom and I was traveling by myself anytime. That means I was going everywhere, every three days, every weekend, somewhere else, a different country. And I just realized that moment when I was laying down there, like how I'm so happy and grateful for just having this opportunity to, to make enough money, to being able to do the work I love and being with people, still working with people and can travel by myself and nobody's saying you can't, you shouldn't. And there's nobody stopping you. It's nothing toxic. And it was just such a beautiful feeling and yeah that, that's something that I kind of use as, a, as an anchoring and that's right like it's a really good moment to reconnect with something that that makes made you feel happy or the moment that you were happy that's great this I just feel like I want to meditate now <laughs> <laughs> I probably I can sit still for five minutes now <laughs> even 30 seconds <laughs> yeah we can be quiet <laughs> I would like to ask, because you are you are this amazing expert, and I know you love neuroscience as well, and I know you study a lot as well. And and I think from perspective of helping people, it's really great when we know how you know brain is connecting uh, to our feelings and emotions and thinking and stories. And I was curious from perspective of when we talk about now about busy women or busy people, how how we can kind of stop being busy and and maybe try to have everything done you know what we need to have done but maybe shorter time or do you have any tips and tricks that you can help us uh, with just the time because I know a lot of people feel like time is a kind of enemy I always said no time is actually your friend and use it wisely 
use it wisely. And yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of tricks and tips. I mean, from perspective of, of your all your studies and, and your lifestyle coaching, it will be nice if you can share something for, for people that are listening. Because I believe a lot of people are busy right now. And I know it is, uh, you know, caused by the situation that is outside in the world. And uh, I'm not going there because we all know what it is. <laughs> But I want to know like, what, what you will suggest or what you will tell your clients if, if they just can't stop and they don't know where to start, how to squeeze more things in their time, in a short time. <laughs> the first thing I would say is forgive yourself because it's not your fault necessarily. We, uh, Brene Brown alludes to this, that we live in a society that rewards hard work and exhaustion as opposed to uh, a society where we play a lot. Yeah, and, I agree. <laughs> and that's not the exact quote. So I'm not quoting her word for word, but that that is the thing. So it's not it's not our fault when we're crazy busy. And for me, I was modeled that by my mum, who would fall asleep at night reading a book at 9 p.m. and then race to her computer to do some minutes of a meeting because she'd volunteered for everything and worked. And then she would go to bed at 11 and then she'd just get up and do it the next day. It was like her days were on repeat. And that is just how our brain thinks we need to function to be safe and that provides safety and then if we're going to do something that might be a bit uncomfortable like meditating it's like nope that's like being chased by a tiger and that's a bit scary so we won't do that it's much safer for us to feel in this crazy busy mode all of the time and it's just to be conscious of when that's not working for you and I want to remind the listeners that if you're listening right now you will never have enough time and your to-do list will never get done. <laughs> yes, that's really good. That's, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and it's just being comfortable around that and then looking at why do I want to control everything? You know, you were saying I want to do everything. It's easier for me to do it than to get someone else to. But focusing what your zones of genius are, where are you great at working? So for me, I can be on a podcast or working with clients, whether it's one-to-one or group programs or doing workshops, whilst I have a housekeeper doing my housework and running errands for me and doing the things that I'm not comfortable doing. But for me to say yes to that, it was uncomfortable because that's not, you know, well, that's a waste of money. You can do it by yourself. You live on your own now. You've got a small house. Why wouldn't you clean it yourself? Because I don't enjoy it. And then it takes away the time for me to focus on my zone of genius. So outsourcing would be one, where can I outsource? And if I feel I can't, why not? What am I trying to control? Because that's linked to perfectionism, which is linked to shame. And then, you know, we're going right down the rabbit hole now. So it's just, I think awareness out of all of my podcast interviews that I've done and the experts that I speak to, including you, the first thing is awareness, just being aware. Oh, okay. I'm listening to this podcast and I'm can't stop listening right now and I am that person and then just thinking about which one of because there's tips and tricks for everyone and what I love particularly about my one-on-one work is working with each individual to see what's going to work for them Um, but at the end of the day it comes down to awareness the first step is being aware and then forgiving yourself for where you're at because it's not your fault this is not the only one that can change it which is we wish someone else could do it for us, but uh, yes, that's not how it works. Um, but when you do do the work and you go within and you know that you want to do things differently, 
yeah. miracles just happen. Like, they just keep coming. The more you follow that aligned path, the more amazing things happen. Yeah, I think as as well, that's really great point. Like, first of all, like let go of and don't try to control. Because I always said, just try to influence things, but don't try to control because control is delusion or it's, it's, it's not real. We, we really can't control anything that is outside of us. That means even if you, I guess, delegate and you have this amazing person, that person can be bad one day as well. You know, it doesn't need to finish the work. That means there will be always something that can happen and we can't control. And you said, just be comfortable with everything. Just be comfortable and analyze the situation, you know, from perspective, like this is reality, let's respond to that or let's make decision. And I like that because that's a lot in neuroscience, like how you respond and react uh, on things. And I think that's so important when you say, you know, like we feel so uncomfortable to be, for example, still or be quiet. And, and it's, it's basically like the tigers, tigers are chasing us or like that, <laughs> because it feels like that, like we just can't, can't stop and we are so uncomfortable that we give up on doing that. But I think to really create a peace, like, okay, I will feel this way right now. It's not going to be comfortable, but just stay, just try it. And I think that's the massive learning from perspective of having time because we have time. We, we, have, we have time for everything that is important, but I think we include a lot of not important things in our life, right? <laughs> yes, because that's what we think we need to do to be successful and happy. So it's all about yeah. wanting to get there. When I have that, yes. then I'll be happy instead uh, of being present. And that's... that's Oh, that's just honestly I see this so many times and if even conversation with my brother even conversation with some of my friends even conversation with anyone is always about I will just do this first and then I can do that or I will just do this and have this and, and after that I can do something else it's like no you can do it today exactly and I think that's probably where I will uh, where I would like to go at, at the end a little bit of that joy and playfulness because I feel like our brain is just set up for this habitual you know every day waking up early doing stuff and it's almost all work if it's not work it's responsibility for kids or family or you know cooking and cleaning or whatever it is and after that we realize we are exhausted we lay down, we fall down in the bed, like me. And honestly, 8 30, 9 p.m., I'm dead. I'm just, I'm sleeping. Like I can't, I can't even think. My brain just just stops because it's too much. But I like to play, and I, that's why I was probably training for ultramarathon or something else, because I try to fit something in my life that will be different than work and do something more fun. And I love so many different sports. But how to create a habit that that playfulness or, or play or game will be part of our everyday life because I believe that's important, right? So important. And yeah. in the talk I, I gave yesterday, I just about, I, I, I want to see an army of play seekers. I want to see adults down at the beach building sandcastles yes. by themselves. Yeah. And I drawing. Miss, I miss that. <laughs> drawing or, or you know you might not build a sandcastle in the middle of winter I was swimming in the ocean this morning and it was raining but I still stopped and drew a love heart 
uh, in the sand for the next person that walked past away from where the water was going to wash it away. And going to the supermarket, and I'm sure the supermarket people won't want to hear this, but jumping on the back of a shopping trolley and going down the aisle as long as there's not too many other people around, jumping in puddles. When was the last time when you were a grown-up that you jumped in a puddle? So it can be incidental play. It doesn't have to be or walking past a playground and going, oh, I might just go and sit on that swing. If you have the thought, just go and do it. Like, do it. Imagine walking past playgrounds where adults are playing. Imagine how kids will experience life as well and what they're allowed to do once they become an adult because being an adult is pretty full on. Yeah, I really love the idea. I actually, honestly, I just, I saw the picture of that when you painted this playground (laughs) full of adults and having fun and kids are just on side watching us like, oh my God, these people are crazy. (laughs) So that's a little bit embarrassing why they're doing this. Uh, I can see. Yeah, yeah, but the kids aren't going to be embarrassed. It'll, yeah. it'll be the adults going, oh, is anyone, can anyone see me? What will they think? And we just need to, I mean, that's I think, a work in progress. To let go I, of think, that. I, think, I think they will be just saying like, oh my God, I, I hope that's not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. And, but yeah, this is, this is something I, I'm with you, like I'm on the same page. This is something I would love to see and I would love to do. And I, I do actually dance sometimes when I'm going with my dog I, it's, I, I do a little bit of dance and sometimes it's too long and people are looking at me from the cast like hmm, that person is probably little not okay <laughs> and I was thinking last time when I was doing that I was thinking what I would think when I will be sitting in a car driving from the work really tired and I see this heavy person walking with a dog dancing on the side of the road <laughs> I, will, I will be hoping that the person has you know headphones and is actually dancing on the music but it's yeah it's interesting how like we can also judge very quickly when someone does something funny or something out of normal because our normal life is you know going to work uh, walking nicely being dressed up not saying anything you know what you shouldn't say not making fun and it just feels like like it's very uniformed like it's it's yeah it's like all the same and and i think when you're going a little bit out of that zone (laughs) then you always added one that is not okay. <laughs> but I think, I think let's, let's probably finish this with, with that space. Like, let's don't be okay. <laughs> let's be happy. Yes. And not, not need to create that uh, perception of normal. Yeah, I like that. Let's don't be normal. <laughs> let's not be normal and create yeah. the ripple effect in your yeah. circle so that it becomes normal. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, look, Amanda, I, I would love to talk a lot with you and add probably two, three hours. I think we will have another session next time. Um, I just spoke with someone from, from media and I remember yesterday I had a meeting and amazing, amazing. The guy, the guy was amazing. He was trying to help me with like PR media and we talked about that and he was like, your podcast, uh, one hour. I was like, that's like shorten up, 20 minutes, can't be longer. <laughs> Who is going to listen to that? And I was like, okay, I will try. <laughs> but because we always chat, it's just so hard finish after, you know, like normal conversation is minimum of one hour. But yeah, well, I understand, you know, I'm not Joe Rogan. <laughs> but hopefully one day somebody will listen to us for three, four hours. <laughs> and yeah, thank you very much for your time. And I would like to ask for some cherries on the on the tart, you know, on the cake, if you can share with us some, some uh, 
last words and of course after that where we can find you how we can connect with you i would say pause and look at what are you doing and what isn't lighting you up in that crazy busy life that you're living and you don't have to do anything else except just observe and notice the things that are a one out of ten that are negotiable because for me that was a board meeting and being chair of a board that I'd said yes to and I didn't like it so just actually noticing and of course you can speed up the process by asking for help which I needed to do I did not give up volunteering for a year by myself without someone holding my hand and giving me some structure and um and support while I did that so yeah and you can find me Alex and I have a fantastic podcast episode on my podcast called bounce out of bed and I do try to keep my my interviews to 30 to 40 minutes doesn't always work I've got a few that are over an hour because we get two like-minded people together and there's just no stopping us yeah. But you don't have to listen to it all at once. You can do it in. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. Huh? 15 yeah. minutes when you're driving to work, 15 minutes after. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I'm also Amanda Ewan, E-W-I-N on Facebook. Amanda Ewan Coaching on Facebook. Or you can friend me on my personal page and on Instagram and LinkedIn at Amanda Ewan. Awesome. And I will share also your links and I will give people the, the links and opportunity to connect with you in a in description of the podcast, of course. And I, I would love to say I'm really grateful for your time because I know how it is, you know, to take away a little bit of time from, from people. And I, I'm really, I'm really grateful that you say yes to us today. And I really hope I will speak to you very soon about another amazing topics. Maybe we can go a little bit deeper into neuroscience and our brain and how that is causing our feelings and, and how we can change. I really would like to talk about that as well next time. And yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And I wish you a beautiful day and uh, enough time for stillness. <laughs> yes, thank you. And it was definitely a hell yeah saying yes to this interview. So my absolute pleasure. <laughs> thank you.